Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer and then we get on with our devotional. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you so much. We thank you for waking us up this morning, letting us see another blessed day. We thank you for forgiving us of our sins. Father God, we ask as we read your word today, help us to understand and help us apply it to our word, to our life. Father God, we ask you, Father God, if there's anything in our life that's blocking us from hearing you, please remove it. Father God, we ask right now that you Help us to, to do all of your word, not just some. Father God, bless the hearers of your word and the, and the, and it's the ones that's reading your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, just like every Sunday, we have a new memory verse. Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Proverbs 27, 17, verse of the day is Deuteronomy 4 and 2. Do not add to or subtract from these commands I'm giving you. Just obey the commands of the Lord, your God, that I am giving you. Subject, am I leaving out the best part? Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause by each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I am following God. I am Jesus' friend. I will not worry about my future. God hears my cries. I love watching comedy shows and TV series. When I explain what happens, I might leave a couple parts out, but... When I do, I learn something. Those are the most crucial parts. Sometimes vital to explain something to someone. Still, I oftentimes have to go back and retell it. Or I try to figure out how to explain it where someone can understand the story. But what we must understand is when we leave our out parts of our subtract something, the story loses its value. Sometimes what we think is funny and valuable, other people won't because we left out parts. This is just like the commands of God. When we leave out parts and we take parts out that we think are essential, we lose the value of the command because we lose what it truly means for this command to be there. Every command that God tries to convey to, tried to convey to the Israelites was important then and central now. But we must make it important and try to apply it to our lives. Verse 6, look. I now teach you these decrees and regulations just as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Moses wanted them to know that the regulations that are told to them are meant to help them in the future, but they didn't understand that every word that comes out of God's mouth is essential. They would never understand it later when they got to the land. God is trying to give them an important opportunity to get his regulations and laws right and to learn and grow as a people, but their Israelites didn't want to do that at all. They didn't want to learn anything because their mind wasn't on God and their heart was far from him. When our heart is not there, our mind would not care what God did or have done because our mind won't change until we say we are ready. God didn't, God did everything he could to change them, to show them, to love them, but the Israelites wasn't ready to accept his love and they were ready to, they weren't ready to accept his healing, healing them. Because when you're a slave, your mind becomes closed off. Everything comes closed off. But when you allow God in, he can change what's closed off. They didn't want his love, nor to understand his regulations. Verse 9. But watch out. Be careful. Never to forget what you're, you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live and be ready to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. The problem is we as people forget what God has done. We forget what sins he forgave. We forget what he tells us not to do because we feel that whatever he asks us to do is too much. But when he was blessing us and giving us, sustaining us, we had no problems. But the moment he said, well, 
can you do not do this and can you not do that we 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 are ready to abandon ship why why because people don't like to be corrected reproof or anything verse 15 through 16 says but be careful you did not see the lords from 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 the the day he spoke to you from the hearts of the fire at mount sinai so do not corrupt yourself by by making an idol in in any form whether man or woman it said right here to be careful not to form idols they knew they couldn't see god but they wouldn't try to remember not to form an idol of a man a woman or even an animal that was their hang-up. They couldn't get past not having physical, a physical God. They wanted something they could see. They, they didn't want to place their faith in an invisible God. We have to remember that this is half our problem, too. We will obey the rules of games, rules of schools, rules of work, but we won't obey what laws and regulation God placed in our life. We will deny him. We will deny his presence and everything so that we can do what we want today. Ask God to show you what he's commanding you to do. In each of our lives, he's telling us all the same, but we all are on different levels of comprehension. Ask him, what is he saying to you? Ask God what you haven't done. And he will tell you, God commanded the Israelites to follow and obey. He's asking us the same. Are you ready to do that? God wants to bring us into a different level, but he won't do it until we obey and he obey him and his commands not just a few but all of them prayer heavenly father please help us to stay focused on every part of the command you left us help us to attach ourselves to things and people that aren't free for us father help us to hear you when you speak and not ignore you lord we are grateful for the life you've given us and even if we if if there's anything in our life that isn't of you remove it if there's anything we are ignoring that you have told us about forgive us Lord, we need you so badly, and we are sorry if we haven't done what you wanted. Lord, we realize we need you. Please give us mercy and grace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Topic today, am I leaving out the best part? I'll give everyone a few moments to get their Bibles together. So the lesson today is, am I leaving out the best parts? Sometimes when we explain things to people, we we tell the part that we think is the most important. We might go to the movies to see a movie or see a movie on Lifetime or whatever show we're watching. And so we tell it. Might see a new TV series, uh, The Watcher, or Jenny and Georgia. We're telling people about it because we think it's so amazing. And we sit there and we tell them. And they're like, okay, I'm going to watch it. So they go home and they're like, you left out the best part. You didn't tell me this. And you're like, well, I, I told you the part that I thought you you want to hear. Oh, no, you left out the most important part. And see, to them, that was vital. And to you, you felt like that's not vital. That's it's not important. That's not the T, as people say. So you go on. You might see another show. And you tell them again. And they go watch it. And they say the same exact thing. See, what I think is important might not be important to you. What you think is important might not be important to me. Excuse me. We all are different. But what we must understand is that whatever God says in the Bible, that's for everyone. It's not for a particular people. It's not for a particular person with a certain amount of money. It's not for a certain people with different 
nationality, you know, different nationalities. It's, it's for everyone. And God was telling them, he told the Israelites several times because that was their hangup. We all have a hangup. Maybe it's lustful eyes. Maybe it's, it's looking at things we shouldn't. Maybe it's cussing someone out. Maybe it's having a bad attitude. Maybe it's uh, something. We all have that thing. And the Israelite thing was believing in things that they built. They made those things that they built their idols. They they thought that they were everything because it was actually here. I'm putting quotation marks uh, that they didn't want to believe in an invisible God. And a lot of people feel like that. Like, why would you serve something you can't see? But I don't have to see God to know he's real because I feel him. I see him. He even went on and wanted the verses to say this. Let me see if I can find it. It says, verse 9, but watch out. Be careful not never to forget what you, you yourself have seen. Do not let those memories escape from your mind as long as you live. See, we forget the moments that we needed him. We forget the moments that he guided us. We forget those moments where we felt lost and he was there. But the memory, the verse says today, don't, don't let it escape your memory. We let it leave us immediately when we find something new. We forget that we was praising him when we needed him. We was screaming and shouting and running all over the house because we needed him. We needed him to bless us. And when he does, we start lacking in, in things that we say that we wouldn't. We, we, we make all these decorations that, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna follow Christ to the end. And I'm going to do a new walk. There's going to be a new walk in me. And really, it's just a new walk because you realize that he helped you and you abandoned ship. Just like the Israelites. They seen the manna. They seen the pillar by fire at night. Can you imagine seeing a big pillar of fire moving and leading you? It's amazing. I don't know if I'll forget, but at the same time, they can say the same thing about my life. When I slip and I sin, did you forget what he did for you? Did you forget how he led you? How he never left your side? So we all can sit here and point at each other and say, oh, did you forget? Oh, did you forget? Oh, he did that in your life and you forgot that? Yeah, we can all sit there and go back and forth and tag each other and say, you should have forgot. But the truth of the matter is we all forget somehow. We forget how much he had done for us. We forget how much he gave us. And the Israelites truly forgot. And they only took certain parts of what God said and they did it. Like uh, the other week we read about the Israelites, as soon as they gave their sacrifice to God, they immediately in their heart, they was wondering when can they finish this up to go back to doing what they needed to do. They knew they needed the sacrifice, so they sacrificed for God to forgive them. Okay, God forgave me. Let me go on. That's not how it works. That's not true forgiveness. That's not true confession. Why ask God for forgiveness if we're going to turn around and do what he said not to do? And Moses probably sound like a broken record because you could tell in some of his 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 verses when he say this to people, he he meant it, but people didn't take it serious. See, 
he gave them all the commands and they took partials of it. But we have that problem. We all have that problem. There's one part in this that I wanted to mention. He said, he says again, but be careful. Verse 15, 16. You do not see the Lord from on the day he spoke to you from the heart at the fire of Mount Sinai. So do not corrupt yourself by making an idol any form. He had to tell them, be careful just because you didn't see God. Don't make an idol out of a woman, out of a man, out of a goat or whatever. Don't. Let me go back and check this real quick. He said, let me take this back. He said, do not make an idol rather out of a man or a woman. So like, okay, he said, not a man or a woman. We'll make it out of a calf. Since he said, not a man or a woman, he didn't say calf. You see how they took that part? They didn't realize that means nothing. Don't make an idol out of nothing. That's just like us. God can tell us, hey, do not look at a woman in lust. Do not do this. Do not do that. And we'll go, okay, if I, if I look and I don't stare too long, then I'm okay. No, don't do it at all. But I, I want to look. No, he's saying don't look in that way. Well, if I look and I, I, I just take a peek, it's fine. But he's saying don't take it to that level. So what we do is we meddle. And then when we take it to that level, we're like, oh, I didn't mean to. But he said not to. And you knew that was your intentions. And they knew that's what God was saying, not to do it at all. But they was like, okay, he just say man or woman, so let me make a golden calf. Ha ha. Let me make a golden uh, whatever. Because he said not man or woman. So that has to be okay. No. See, we take parts out that we want and we make our own little laws. And that's not how Christianity works or the following of Christ. When he said not do it, that, is full, that's, that makes the whole spectrum wrong. Whatever you're thinking about, wrong. Some people say um, when they have those intimate moments by themselves, if you get what I mean. They say, oh, long as I'm not thinking of that, I'm okay. No, you can't do it at all. You can't have intimate moments by yourself at all. You cannot do that at all. People always have a small writings, even in their, their contracts. But we don't read the fine print. We just read what we want and we make our own contract up in our head. So what are you doing? What laws and, and lessons and regulations are you taking? Are you copying and pasting, making your own contract or your own Bible? Some of us have made our own Bible, our own life rules, and we're saying this is what God is saying. No, that's not what he's saying. We have to learn to read all of it and gather everything from it and apply it. Because when we just add just the the parts we think is essential, we're leaving out the, the other parts. And it makes that whole rule valueless, not important. Because we have made it not important in our life. We have to stop doing that. Oh, I'm just going to have a few drinks. 
Well, the Bible said don't get drunk, so I have a few drinks. Why test the limits? Because one day you might have something that actually make you drunk and then you sin. So you put your relationship on, with Christ on the line. Why? Because you took just that small part and you're just going to do that small part. You have to stop doing it. Let's look at some Bible verses. Okay, if you have your Bible, go to Proverbs 30 and 6. Proverbs 30 and 6. Sorry, I have the Bible upside down. Okay, in the NLT version, it says, Do not add to his word, or he may rebuke you or expose you as a liar. Proverbs 36 and NIV says, Do not add to his word, at least he rebuke you, and you be found a liar. It says here, Do not add to his word, or he may rebuke you or expose you. See, sometimes we go around and we make these own rules up. So then when we tell people it and people be like, oh, well, how do you live this kind of lifestyle? You know, how do you how do you take the word of God and you apply it to your life? And because you have copied and pasted, pasted and added on to what you wanted the, the, the laws of God to be, they exposed you. And then you have someone that you're talking to that's actually a Bible scholar. And they're like, where did you get that rule from? I, I never heard of that rule. And you're like, oh, it's, it's this example. John 15 and 2. Uh, no, John 15 and 2 doesn't say that. Oh, what, what does it say? It says X, Y, and Z. Oh, he exposed you. He has just exposed what you do. You take the rules of God and you make it into your own. Stop doing that. It's almost like baking a cake. They said add two eggs, one cup of flour, a, a, a pinch full of salt. No, a, a teaspoon of salt, um, half stick of butter. So you go add the two cups. You add the one cup of flour. I mean, we're going one cup of flour, two eggs. You instead, well, mama always take a pinch and she throws it in there. And that's how she makes her cake. But what did the recipe say? A teaspoon. I'm just going to add a pinch because I only like a pinch full. But what did the recipe say? It said a teaspoon. So why are you subtracting from it? And then when the cake comes out, it's nasty. Or when you get the cake, it's dry. You're like, what did I do? Because you decided to do what mama did. Mama is experienced. Mama understands how to make a cake. You don't. We must follow the recipe. We must follow the laws of God to the T, not take out and put in. Because when we start living our life and it doesn't come out right, and we're wondering why isn't God blessing? Why can't I hear from God? Because you decide to do what you want to do when you read the words of God. We can't expect the same outcome that Susan does but we don't want to do what, what the word says. We want to do partial of it because the partial makes us feel good. The partial is comfortable. The partial makes us happy. Oh, I, just, I don't want to do anything that's not going to make me happy. 
let me tell you, sometimes what God tells you to do is not going to make you happy. But it's obedience is better than sacrifice. When he says not to talk to this person, don't talk to him. When he tells you to be quiet, be quiet. When he tells you to leave something alone, leave it alone. Stop adding and subtracting the word of God and stop adding and subtracting when someone gives you a word from God. Because it's not going to make your life any better. It's going to make it worse. And it might feel good now. It might look good. It might sound good coming out. Like someone say, once save, always save. Everybody, yeah, yeah, hallelujah, yeah. No, it's nowhere in the Bible that the Bible says, once save, always save. <coughs> Sorry, I went too deep with my voice with the screaming. No, it sounds good. It makes everybody feel happy. It makes everybody feel comfortable. But is it in the Bible? It's tons of things that people say that's not in the Bible and they add it to other things. And when you read it, you're like, that's not there. That's not there at all. Stop. Stop. Let's go on to our next verse. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 18. Matthew 5 and 18. I think I didn't get there fast enough because of the way I'm holding my Bible. I'm holding it in a very awkward way. 518. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. NIV. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass, not in Iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. See, it says here that his law is not going to change. It's not going to move. It's not going to raise. It's not, God's not going to see, oh, this is a trend right now, so let me alter the word of God to make everybody happy. No. He says don't fornicate. He says not take a lustful eye towards any woman because it's considered a sin. His word says don't drink. To, to get drunk. His word says, love your neighbor as, as yourself. Oh, I, I just don't like them. It's something about their face. It's something about the way they handle things. Not, not, uh, that's not a good excuse. Love your neighbor. Well, I don't like the way they cut the grass early in the morning. Love your neighbor. <laughs> it's just, they just get on my nerves. Love your neighbor. Why did he like the way he spoke to me? Love your neighbor. It's not going to change. It's still there. Love your neighbor. We can do whatever we want. We can have all the excuses we want. We can go to God in prayer every day and say, God, I don't understand why I have to follow this. It feels good. I don't know why I, I can't do this. It's what I want to do. God, I don't understand why I have to like this person. Elizabeth gets on my nerves and Bob in the county. I can't stand him. Still have to love your neighbor. I don't care how good it feels. You got to stop. I don't care what you look at and you like it, stop watching it. Our eyes are the temple of the Lord. Our body is the temple of the Lord. Our neighbor is supposed to be someone we love like ourselves. 
I'm a follower of Christ. I love Jesus. Do you? Do you? Because it says in the word that those who that don't follow the word of God, I'm paraphrasing, they don't love him. There's no way they do. He says it in the words. No way they do. They're a liar. They don't love me. They don't know me. Because if you love him, you'll do his commands and not half of them. But we as people, I'm raise my hands now, we like to alter it to make us feel good, to make our life more comfortable. Because that's what the lifestyle is now, is comfortable. It's the, as people say, the vibe. No, it's not about having a vibe. It's not about being comfortable. It's about obeying the laws of God. What in our life right now are we taking as a gimmick? I have to stop. I can't go on with the next verse. What in our life are we copying and pasting and saying, it's okay. I can do it. I can smoke recreational weed because it's, it's a plan. That's that's one of the main things people like to say. It's a plan. So I, I know I can smoke it. God made it. Oh, no, brother. No, sister. Well, it's okay for me to commit adultery. They're not happy. No. No, it's just don't. You cannot be with them because they're married. Oh, I'm just stealing because I'm hungry. Don't care. Get a job. Don't care. Ask someone for money. It was justified that I killed that person because they did this. I get it. This person hurt someone of you, of yours. So someone of your family. This person robbed someone of their innocence. You want to kill them. I get it. I get it. I, I truly do. But the worst is do not kill. Do not harm. Well, I need to let them know what the Bible says. The Bible says, don't argue my word. See, we take what we want to do to make us feel good. And we justify it by a reason why we did it. The Bible saying today, no, the Holy Spirit says, no, do exactly what I tell you to do. Then you will see a difference in your life. You will see blessings come. You will see uh, me sustaining you and me providing for you. And you will see yourself growing. And you're not growing because you're staying stagnant. Because you have copy and paste the whole Bible to make your life feel good. No, my friend. No. I hope you all have a blessed day. Remember, stop leaving out the, the, the best parts of of the word of God and start following all the parts of the word of God. Jesus loves you. I love you too. Have a blessed day.